0: is risen today. Hallelujah. Sons of men and angels say hallelujah. Sometimes you have to keep it simple and not make it so complicated that people don't understand. I'm not mad at anybody. I don't dislike anybody. We're big givers, I'll promise you that. Welcome to the Joel Osteen Recast, a good Joel Osteen sermon made gooder. He's Brandon. I'm Larry. Why are we qualified to host this recast? Because just like Joel Osteen, we did not graduate from Oral Roberts University, and we, too, did not get any formal theological training. Who needs a 30-minute Joel Osteen sermon when we can give it to you in 10 with half the calories? It's honestly like a neighbor who invites you over for dinner. It's like this crazy-ass casserole. It's amazing. And then after dinner, they tell you, it's all Wade Watchers. Boom! Okay, Brandon, is the best next this week's Joel Osteen sermon, or is the best next what's tattooed on my inner thigh?
1: I think it's this week's Joel Osteen sermon. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I don't ever pay attention to the name of it, but I think that's it.
0: You want to take a look at my inner thigh? We could settle no, this right now. I really
1: don't want to look at your inner thigh.
0: <laughs> All right, let's take a look at the tale of this week's tape. Sermon originally aired August 21st. It was 27 minutes and 45 seconds short. Pre-sermon joke was about pastors sinning, the horror. The always-important-ask-for-money graphic came up at 13 minutes and 13 seconds. The giant globe around Joel turned on its axis behind him 33 times. Joel's plug of the week was for his daily podcast, your Joel Osteen crocodile tears moment was at 23 minutes and 20 seconds. And for God's sakes, it lasted for a full minute. Crocodile tears from Joel. Mr. Joel went with a t- tapered blue suit and a polka dot a tie. And the Joelette, that is your Joel mullet, was purely tasteful. Okay, here we go, Brandon. Let's play the game that's sweeping the nation. Can I sum up the Joel Osteen sermon in one sentence? In the best next, Joel says... Your gallbladder might have just given out. Your wife has been siphoning off a slush fund from your main bank account, and she's now leaving you. And you have monkeypox. But God damn it, the best thing is your life is coming right up next.
1: Yes, it's right around the corner. <laughs> the, all the, the worse your life is, the better it's going to be. It's absolutely coming up. You just need to believe it you need to claim it that's what that's what Joel's saying for sure
0: okay so yeah according to Joel no matter what has happened to your life good or bad god is bringing the next thing and it's going to be the best thing is this true or false in your life in every phase of your life brandon has the next thing been the best thing
1: no absolutely not i uh, as always i i walk away from these joel uh joel olstein sermons feeling like i um I ate at a really bad Chinese restaurant, and an hour later, I I feel sick. I'm also still hungry. I I I find that I also think that we really need to name it the Joe Talks, the Joel Talks for the Botox of his forehead. It's just incredible. I've never seen a man with more Botox. The dude's. It's like he's like a mannequin. How but dare I, you? Yes, I it's know. All it's all natural. It, it is all natural. Um, I I think that it, it has not happened to me that. I do. Joel's power is taking just a little tiny bit of truth and just running with it, man. Yeah. He takes, so there is absolutely something good about being positive and, and being, and, and allowing God to work in your life and, you know, saying, yeah. Hey, you know, you could look at things is as, as going to be horrible, or you could say, Hey, I'm going to make lemons out of lemon. I'm going to make lemonade out of lemons, which is sort of his, his general mantra. The problem with Joel is he he has this way of saying hey. that everything
0: is going to be that way. Okay, it's not time to complain about Joel. It's time to celebrate Joel. Time to play. Brandon, did you actually listen to the sermon this week? Brandon, sure. complete this phrase. Your future is always better than your past. Or your present. Past, Brandon. Is it your past? I knew it was something like that. Past. Okay, your very bad theological juxtaposition Joel Osteen moment of the week. And remember, it's not Joel's fault because he never got any formal theological training to begin with. Doesn't God give us the example of Job? Doesn't bad stuff beget bad stuff beget bad stuff, and then maybe it kind of works out in the end? So does God's story of Job not juxtapose Joel's sermon? Absolutely. I I don't. Did he
1: talk about Job? I no. don't remember him talking about Job. I, he can't. I was like, yeah, I know he can't because at the end the the, the, the end of Job is just absolutely like, well your life sucks. That's just the way it is. You, you know, God basically says to him, Hey, were you there when I built the world? Were you there when I built the universe? Were you, are you the one that makes birds fly? Then shut your mouth, Job. Is really what he's saying to this guy. So yes, Joel, uh, does not talk about that. He only talks about the wedding at Cana and the prophet Elijah.
0: Okay. So I'm kind of fixated on this idea that Joel is say, saying the next moment is always the best moment. So there's this idea that the best looking guy who dated the captain of the cheerleaders and was the quarterback on the football team, lived his best life in high school. And then it was all downhill from there. Joel says, this is untrue, but is it possible that 12th grade was the best for someone? And that was it? Absolutely.
1: Happens all the time where people get, I mean, okay. You're, you're the captain of the football team. You, you, you know, everything's great. You're dating the cheerleader. Then you find out that your dad has come out as gay um, he's been in, he's been running a Ponzi scheme. Your mom is, is diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer, and you flunk out of college after your first year because you're stressed out, and that for, that forms the rest of your life. It gets only crappier from there, right? So, uh, and you die at 30 because you had a kidney failure. I don't know what it is, but I I mean there are plenty of cases where people's lives
0: do not get better; they get worse. Joel's bumper sticker of the week, Brandon. You can't catch god off guard if it's all going the hell in a handbasket for you god already knew about it i mean this kind of seems like this is the heart of capital e evangelicals god is literally going into each person's story and if you pray hard enough he's changing the course of your history right god is a
1: master pup is a puppet master that sees everything and if you just click the right box he's going to step in he- he's literally sitting there waiting he's like wait wait are they going <laughs> to are they going to do, are they going to, that's it, I got it. I'm going to change their life. Yeah, God is just a, he pushes buttons, makes things happen. I, I don't think that we disagree that God is omnipotent, but we don't see that God is omnipotent in the way that Joel does. Joel sees God as, uh, you know, he is a gift giver. He's the guy that makes it rain. He's going to make it happen for you. And all you need to do is start your day focus it on God. God, thank you for this day. God, thank you for the rain. God, thank you for my, my. Porsche, God, thank you for my mansion, right? That's how Joel sees it. Then you can, in a sense, what Cole's saying is you can
0: manipulate God. All you need to do is believe, and you can manipulate God into giving you what you want. Turns out, Brandon, that Joel read the Bible this week and takes a deep dive into John 2, the wedding at Galilee. You know the story well, Brandon. The wedding She's, at Cana. Cana, Cana. thank That's you. Right. I don't know the Bible that well. Jesus and his mom are raging. The bride's father runs out of wine. Mary comes to Jesus and says, Jesus, can you do something? And he turns water into wine. And if you believe Joel and the Bible, it was not just wine; it was the best wine. So if you weren't get, you were not going to get the best wine unless you ran out of wine in the first place. Does this Joel analogy pass the test, smell test for you, Brandon?
1: Absolutely not. It's it, he t- he takes what is considered one of the great metaphors uh, you know, metaphorical stories and you could take it as literal if you want, but the idea it's also known as the first miracle, right? That Jesus' first miracle is taking and turning water into wine. And and saying that, Hey, you know, everybody's partying along. It wasn't like Jesus was sitting there going, Ooh, this wine's going to run out. I know it is. And when it happens, I'm going to turn, I'm going to make kick ass juice, baby. (laughs) Like it was like, it was like he was sitting there hanging out and somebody comes over, Hey, the wedding, the wedding is going great, but we've run out of wine. Um, and Jesus is like, oh, okay, go take that that those buckets over there, and 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 go fill them, and it turns out they turn into wine, right? And it, and it is the best wine, right? He says you don't put you don't put a new wine and old wineskins Where this idea comes from, it, it most theologians would say that this is a an example of the fact that Jesus is there. To make our lives better, and that he was human, right? It was at a party; they were drunk, dude. They were partying down, and they were drunk. It wasn't about like, hey, let me give you. I'm going to give you some Chateau de Neuf <laughs> wine here, and it's going to be the best wine ever. Wait for it. Wait for it. Get, call out the sommelier right now. Okay. Yeah, no, jo- I don't get what Joel. Joel
0: doubles down on this theory and says there is no King David if there is no Goliath. Does right that again. Work? God is a, God is a puppet
1: master. It can be manipulated. He's like. Hey, you know I'm gonna drop this giant in there, and David, not not that we're not that you're looking at it as that 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 bad things happen in life, and that God will protect you. It's that God has put those bad things into your life to prove that you can kill giants. That's why God put Goliath in there. Okay, Joel Osteen, full
0: of bullshit moment of the Chisel. week. Uh, whoever proofread his sermon this week was not a sports enthusiast. Did you like this story? Joel's talking about an unrevealed NFL football player, friend of his who went on to become the GM of this football team. My friend. Yes. He got backstabbed by someone to the organization and eventually gets fired. But wouldn't you know it sometime later, this guy becomes the GM of multiple teams for multiple regions at the same time. So Joel is saying there's a guy out there in the NFL that was the GM of two teams at the same time. Yeah, it, it didn't, I didn't track with
1: it. And it was, I think probably most of that audience was like, Ooh, tell me more about your famous football player friend. Um, I had no. I'm sure he was just confused on what the role was. It was probably like pers- player personnel development, and <laughs> and then it was changed. I yeah. don't even know. I, I I do believe he probably knows some dude because he's of course you know he's he rich and he and probably was a Houston oil or a Houston Texan and whatever because that's where he lives. And jo- you know, rich people and famous people love to be friends with each other. I'm my good friend is this mega pastor. My good friend is this pro football player. Uh, I thought the best part about that example was not. That this guy went and became the GM of multiple uh, of region. It was a region, right? It became a region. That wasn't the bad part. The best part was when hey, you know that guy that that mean guy that kicked him out that eventually fires him. He got his comeuppance. He he was he was publicly you know lambasted. Right. That was the that was my favorite part.
0: But you know God best, will punish
1: those bad people.
0: The good news for that guy though is the next best thing is coming after he got fired as well. Um, let's kick it old school with Joel. He reaches back to 1 Kings 17 and the starving widow, who has exactly one meal left for her and her son, and right before she's about to crack open that last can of baked beans, the prophet Elijah says, give it to me. And wouldn't you know what she does? And the drought goes away across the land. Do you think these stories in the Bible are literal? Like, if you're a hooker turning tricks in the inner city, business is bad. You got enough one meal for a Taco Bell left. And a crazy dude, maybe your pimp comes and says, give it to me. All will be righted. What do you do if you're a hooker? Like, if God truly is talking I, to you, I, I'm not.
1: I'm not going to. I'm not going to carry out your hooker pimp analogy when it comes to the <laughs> prophet Elijah and the old woman. Um, but I think that that many, and this is just my opinion, but many of the Old Testament stories and New Testament are metaphorical. They're to teach us a lesson. And the idea of this was that it doesn't. It doesn't matter how much you have. We give of what we have. And we will be blessed for giving. That's what Joel was trying to say. That's what the story is trying to tell the, the the Jewish people is that, you know, even when you've got very little, if we give of ourselves, we will be blessed because of it. That, that's
0: that's that's what that typically is, is understood as. Let's drink the Kool-Aid with Joel. And the best thing is the next thing coming your way. Joel goes one step further and says, so many good things are coming your way that you're about to be overwhelmed. By all the good things, is it possible to be overwhelmed by all of the good things that god's going to give you brandon
1: i I guess it is all things are possible for sure. Okay. all things are possible. The problem is I was sitting there and thinking about this audience of fifteen thousand people, and what if you're the one dude whose life after this and yes! you can see it it just gets worse and yes! worse it sucks and all this you are you like i i uh, i I guess I was just not a good enough person and God hates me. And, and Joel, you know, I don't, I don't know what I, I should have done something different, right? That's what I took from it. It's like, Joel's like, Hey man, if you're holy, God's going
0: to bless you. But if you're not blessed is you suck. You're a terrible person. You did something wrong. <laughs> my favorite analogy about all this is they asked Tiger Woods, like maybe 10 years ago, like, Hey, is this, are you living your best life? And it's like, no, my best life was when I was a junior in high school. My mom drove me around. <laughs> she cooked all my food. I didn't have any responsibility. Like, even Tiger Woods acknowledged he's got a billion dollars in the bank. Like, his 12th grade year, or his 11th grade year, was the best year of his life, and it all got worse.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't like to get into the, the, the idea of when is my life good or bad. Um, I feel like I am truly living my best life right now, but, not, but it's never going to be perfect. And that's what Joel's problem is. He doesn't, he has no ability or willingness because he does want money from these people and he's selling something, right? He has no ability to say, hey, you know what? Sometimes your life isn't going to get better, but God's going to be in that with you. He
0: never says that ever. Let's take this down the finish line. Brandon, should you be satisfied? Uh, With what? Whatever Joel thinks you should be satisfied with.
1: I don't think he's saying that. I think he's saying that you're going to get the greatest, best thing ever. You know, if, you, if, if this was good, that's going to be way better. So when your girlfriend leaves you, a hotter chick's coming along. Don't yes, worry, right? Sweet. When you get fired from your job, you're going to, next thing you're going to be, a CEO of the next Ooh. company, you know? Or you're going to be the general manager of seven different professional football teams, right, <laughs> playing against each other. I mean, I think that's what Joel's saying.
0: Brandon, is health, strength, peace, and joy all coming to you by Thursday. Uh, without question if i just believe in what joel says it will brandon are you at the end of your rope and does that mean the next is best yes for sure joel says it then goes on tv and then it is the next the best is next unless you're in a coma you need a kidney transplant (laughs) or your mom has dementia and she's gonna live for 10 more years for brandon i'm larry let go let god let joel I told you I was a crybaby, but you just feel very rewarded.